Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I am your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Dragon Rider and Major Jeff. So, we had a pretty busy show last week. We've got a lot of news to get through and some new cards to talk about. So, let's get into last week's poll question so we can go talk about new cards. Yeah! Yeah, so we asked you, are you looking forward to this week slash last week's balance changes? We didn't know what they were at the time of recording. Uh, future use knew what they were and could could uh, could vote. 21 people voted. Thank you to all of you that voted. 76.2 said, yes, I am looking forward to balance changes this week. Uh, 23.8% said not sure. I'm not sure if I'm looking forward to them or not. And a whopping zero, 0.0% said they were not. No, I am not looking forward to the balance changes. So I guess you could say that people were ready for, for a change. Just a little bit, just a little bit. I mean, yes. yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Well, we'll talk about those, what those changes were very, very shortly. So, yes. let's move to the news this week. And we have United and Stormwind card reveals have started as of to this recording on 7-20-2021. So, uh, we'll be talking about the cards that have been revealed so far in our main topic. We have Patch... 20.8.2 with Nurse to Druid and Priest released July 15th. Um, so what was changed was first up Apotheosis Old gave a minion plus two plus three lifesteal. New give a minion plus one plus two and lifesteal. The dev comment is while healing will always be a strength of priests, we wanted to reduce the urgency felt when dealing with priest minions. Currently, it felt like you must remove every priest minion because the threat of apotheosis poses. A slight reduction in the buff here should lessen the urgency and make the minions post-apotheosis easier to deal with. Renew uh, used to cost one, now it costs two. Dev comments. Heading into this patch, we want to knock some of Priest's generation potential as one of our main goals in Hearthstone is to have cards you choose to include in your deck matter. We decided to change Renew specifically because we believe the change makes the largest impact towards curbing the change of generation in Priest. And finally, we have Gibberlings. Used to cost one, now it costs two. Uh, the dev comments on this is Gibbling is moving to two mana. Currently, Gibbling is a cause of many non-games, matches that are heavily lopsided in the early game and can have their outcome decided far too early. We want to low lower the frequency of this occurrence and Gibbling at two mana should result in many more games where opponents can respond to an early, early board of this little menace. So... Whew. as those are only three changes, but they are quite big changes. So what do you guys, uh, how do you guys feel about the changes that, that came in? Dragon Rider? Uh, well, I would, 
I feel like a lot of these changes depend on what you're playing. That's just my my personal things. Like, I guess I've been playing a lot of decks that also get on board early and fight board early. Um, so the Gibberlings weren't, I don't think, weren't as big of a deal for me. Whereas, like, now the Druid that we're seeing after the nurse is like, well, once they get on board later game, it's still the same thing. It's just happening later in the game now with gigantic boards instead of early game. Um, I do still think it needed changed. Uh, but I don't know. I'm I'm not sure I completely agree with the uh, not an urgency to clear priest minions. <laughs> It's like, I'm still like, nope, those priest minions have got to die because they're going to heal up a bunch and I can't have that. So I still feel like it's pretty important to to clear some minions uh, because of that apotheosis threat. Uh, but overall, I think the changes are, are good. I like the adjustments that they were going with. Um, so I, I think that it definitely made a difference and we'll just keep seeing how things progress mage what do you what do you think of everything so i i definitely like these changes uh first of all i love that you said gibberlings with an s because yeah you never just saw one you usually saw at yeah. least three <laughs> and probably an entire six or seven yeah. uh on the board when they finally did get played uh th those games felt terrible when you would see like a turn turn one or a turn two gibberling that ends up being four to seven gibberlings that have been managed to get buffed uh at least once and maybe maybe twice and you suddenly are staring down something in the neighborhood of you know 15 to 20 damage on like turn two or turn three and you're just like i can't i can't deal with all this it's just it's just too much so I, I am glad that that, that that got changed. I don't think I I have not seen a gibberling since the uh, since the nerfs uh, went live on Thursday. That's um, so obviously some people uh, are are thinking that's a, a pretty big impact. Uh, I love I I really like the change to renew. I think that that card out of all the priest cards, I think that card did have like the most it started the biggest kind of chain reaction of card generation of any of the cards in uh in the current priest deck and i like that it's you know the extra copies from wand maker are no longer a thing as well and it, it just it, it feels easier to play against priest i guess right now as a as a result of the both these two changes um I, I think I agree with Dragon Rider that I still kind of feel like you kind of need to remove a minion because, like, Apotheosis, while not as powerful as it was, I, it feels like Priest has so many ways of buffing minions still and then can generate a big minion out of even a small minion, and then adding the Apotheosis on top of that is just kind of scary. But it, it does... It's it, it's still it's 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 still better than I think it was before. So I'm willing to willing to see how this plays out. I would say I've ran into a few priests since since these nerfs went live. 
They've definitely been different than the control priest I was seeing before the nerfs. I've been seeing flesh giants and devouring plague and 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 different things like that. No wand maker really to speak of. So um, it is at least making uh, the players that are playing priest think about uh, what cards they're including and and how how they're how how they should change. And I will say. I was playing Rush Warrior against the, a couple of these priests, and I actually was able to win the game. And that is that was a very unfavored matchup. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, previously, and uh, it it feels it feels a little more manageable as as the as the warrior now. So I like that because it feels like the with apotheosis the the biggest hit was to the Samuro effect, like the fact that Samuro now does two damage it's a two eight as opposed to a three nine which went a lot farther in clearing some of these boards and it uh yeah it's just it just feels like the the big hit is on samuro obviously it's you know less ideal to have two healing that or you know one healing instead of two but like again i think samuro is the biggest one hit and you know yeah um renew going down to uh going up to two is a big deal so yeah we'll we'll see how priest fares but i will say oh go ahead mage i was gonna say it feels like the biggest winner since the nerf since these nerfs went into effect has to be druid yeah i i don't know i don't know that and um, you know, I there's I, I think I think people universally are calling it a John Bray Druid. I think John Bray came up with uh, the first iterations of this. There was a Malagos version that had Malagos and a whole bunch of spells. Now it feels like it's Lady Anaconda and Germination and a whole bunch of spells. But that that. <laughs> that deck is crazy. It is it it feels like the kind of the the old token druid did because they're running glowfly swarm they're running the arbor up but they can reduce the cost of those spells in the mid game if they can get lady anaconda down and it ends up being like they go from no board to just this ridiculous board in one turn and you just lose the game yeah there's not really a lot of decks that are able to answer that gigantic board when it comes down either and so i think like i've seen a lot of screenshots and stuff on twitter and in discords of people like you know well got this board down and guess who won the game you know kind of thing and it's it's like well yeah that's it it just it feels like they shifted the gigantic unmanageable board or unanswerable board from early game to mid-ish start of late game and it's it's, it's like... hard to tell because they're playing <laughs> playing wild growth and overgrowth yeah. and so you're still kind of in the early-ish to mid game yeah. and they're they're at you know eight nine mana and suddenly have a board of seven creatures that are you know eight attack or more who knew that uh over overgrowth and lightning bloom could enable other things wow we're so surprised i feel like uh Control Warrior is actually a pretty strong answer to that deck, just because. Yeah, Brawl Brawl ruins that that deck's day because it 
wants to get on the board and arbor up. And the problem with token druid in the past has been, well, they do that on turn three. They do that on turn four before I can brawl. Like, Control Warrior can keep the, the removal coming in very, very, very wave-like fashion, just like they're going to keep putting out waves. And they have ways of dealing with the repeated board. So I feel like you'll probably start seeing more Control Warrior, which will lead to more face hunter and elemental shaman so it's gonna be it's gonna be a loop because i feel like face hunter just blows that deck out of the water like like oh that's cute um you're dead it it can it can the 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 thing that ends up the the thing that the face hunter needs to worry about is the uh solar eclipse scenario ward play because it you you're getting at about that point where you can get them down to that five to, you know, anywhere from about three health to about seven health. And you just, if, if the Druid player can put 16 armor on in one turn while developing two eight drops and you don't have a decent hand at that point uh, or ways to go over top of taunts or different things like that, it it suddenly goes from a, what feels like a, a like you're going to win the match to a, pretty much a, a loss because you're not going to remove the eight drops and then they could potentially arbor up them after that and they might just counter lethal lethal you mm-hmm. uh, just just on the on the back of that two card combo. Yeah, it's definitely uh, doesn't feel good, but it is. I feel like it's still. A pretty favored matchup because I've played enough like late game druid. Like you don't always draw your ramp a lot of the time, so you right. don't. So it's just like, ah. Uh, so we'll see. I'm interested. I don't like playing against that deck. Mm-hmm. I I was telling before the with the stream started, it, the deck to me is seems like oops, all high roll because that's how it like just it gets off. It's just like it's like. Oops, I draw the stuff right when I needed it. And otherwise, this deck just does nothing. So you kind of yeah. have to prey on that um, if you're playing against it. I, I feel like this is a deck that kind of is here just because of this kind of three weeks or so, two weeks until the new expansion drops. It's... It's different. It's using cards that we haven't used. You know, Lady Anaconda really hadn't seen play very much up until this point. And it does have that high roll potential. You've got, you know, some uh, players like John Bray that are pretty big in the scene. Meaty, I saw, got a top, was posting a a top 10, uh, saying that he was having fun and playing playing the deck as well. And so when you have these high profile players playing the deck, playing it on stream, you, you've got this like final two weeks towards a, a, a of a meta. And, uh, you know, it's something new. It's something we haven't seen really the entire Forged in the Barrens. So I, I don't know that it's going to be that good once the new expansion goes live. But until then... Yeah, people are probably going to be playing this. You're going to run into this, but Elemental Shaman, Rush Warrior, Face Hunter, all those decks are still pretty good, and and uh, 
as you said, the the druid deck is is not infallible and and does can can not have that huge swing turn before you kill them. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah, because I've been playing uh, Rush Warrior too, and I've had some games where I've like. The games I've lost, I've drawn really poorly <laughs> in in that matchup. Like, but if I can actually curve out, like I just keep putting threats on the board, and they keep not dealing with it, and that just adds up real quick. So, all right, let's move on. Here we have um, Book of Heroes, Goldan, and Shadow Moon Goldan bundle are now available. Defeat all eight encounters, awards one Warlock card pack that contains random Warlock class cards from the current standard expansion. Shadow Moon Goldan Bundle is available in the shop and includes a hero portrait and five Warlock card packs for $10. Then we have Dean Ayala's Twitter Q&A21. So, uh, we talked about... Uh, regarding the getting the 11x star bonus, it's an MMR watermark. That watermark changes set to set because we normalize all MMR every season. I'd like it to represent the top X players, but the tech for that was difficult. Someday it'll be that though. So some point we may know who will be getting the 11x bar. Yeah. Bun- Instead of more definitively who who how you would get that or who would get that would be nice yeah. to know. which would be nice yeah exactly yeah, yeah like, I have a lot of people on stream that ask me like well what do you need to get 11x and it's like well <laughs> I mean you kind of just have to get as high as you can and it it kind of varies you know I've heard that there's some months where it's, it's like it's based on a number you can't. <laughs> So, yeah. Sorry, I was gonna say it's based on a number you can't see. So yeah, we have no idea. There you go. <laughs> Go, a no, good, just a, do your best. <laughs> yes, yeah, I say a good benchmark would be try and finish below fifteen hundred legend. You will probably get it then. But like some people, like I saw a Tachi post. He's like, I got diamond and I got the eleven X. You know, one month. So like. It's MMR. You don't know what it is. The better you do, the the longer it sticks around. So, yeah, we don't we don't know everything about it. So that what that's just a uh, pure speculation. So, just do your best. Is <laughs> um, regarding decision on priest nerf from Alec. No dodges for shadow priest. Believed. Uh, Believe change to re- renew would have the biggest effect on their overall generation count from game to game. Wanted to make sure we lessened that. So exactly what they said. Regarding new set yeah. minion type in United in Stormwinds. We have new minion types in the set we have in test. Which are only about four to five sets currently. No guarantees on which will have a minion type and which won't though. Sorry. So <laughs> we could potentially see a new minion type at some point. Uh, not Garrett like we did with the Quillbores, but we don't we don't we don't know. And it sounds like they don't know quite yet, but I mean it so makes sense. If they don't know, 
quite yet, then we probably aren't getting one for this expansion is, is kind of how I read that unless they're doing a really good job of not spoiling something that, uh, they haven't announced yet. so the way i read that is he's talking about the sets that are in production right now and i would assume for or uh united and stormwinds completed so that's not something right. that that falls in that chopping block that they're testing yeah you know. we're talking the next expansion and then all of next year's possibly one expansion past that so so let's move on. And then regarding choose one being restricted to just Druid, I think any mechanic we like creates temptation to include it in every class. The downside is no one having anything unique that makes the class feel different when that is taken to the extreme. I've actually tried to put out put ramp in Warrock a couple times, but never felt like the end result uh, archetype was cool enough to justify taking a unique thing from Druid. I'm ta- I'm talking as if there was a right answer, but I really don't. But I don't really know. You could be right, and maybe combo choose one ramp. All of them should be more widespread. So that's interesting. It's uh, <laughs> kind of shows that yeah. they're not almighty, and they have their. This is not like they. This is work for them too. Like this is. They don't have all the answers. They're trying to put out something that's enjoyable and they're trying to keep the game feeling a specific way that they want it to feel. So very cool. Any, anything, any thoughts on that before we move on? I like the idea. I, so I like the idea of actually seeing choose one in something other than Druid, but I get, I get the, idea of having something unique to a class that allows them to do something different than everybody else. Um, so it's, it's, it's very interesting. And I, I kind of go back and forth on it. The, I like the idea of, or I liked that, you know, there's no, no, no sacred cows, so to speak with, with them, you know, they're trying different things and seeing if it makes sense that, the example uh, Ixar gave, putting ramp in Warlock, that that that's actually you know. So they're not saying no, ne- we're never doing it. They're, they're they're trying it periodically. It just hasn't 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 worked. Hasn't felt right, and so it doesn't. It, they they don't see a, a reason to expand it out. But I I like I like the fact that they're considering those sorts of things, and I think that there are there are definitely some keywords that I. You know, I'm glad that they're like something like tradable or something that doesn't feel like it needs to be specific to to one particular class. You have those that are going to be available to everybody. And then I still I do sort of I do like the fact that each class has their own thing a little bit that they that they can do that no other class can. So it's just it's just a matter of, I guess, you know, should they have more than one or, or what that is? And, you know, is it better if they switch it from one thing to another thing, make Druid, Druid only be able to do ramps so that they can do choose one in other classes. And yeah, he's saying they don't, they don't know they're, they, they've got a way they envision it and they're, that might not be the best way, but 
you know, they're they're at least considering it, it seems like, in the backgrounds and trying it from time to time. Yeah, and I mean, they've kind of already tested some of that, right? Like, with dual class cards, right? What Weren't there, wasn't there even a dual class choose one? Or not choose one, but it, there's, like, Overload that's Druid and Shaman, you know? Like, so they kind of have experimented, even in cards that we have, that kind of try to to work other things in. And I, I think that's a great way to con- try to introduce, you know, maybe one mechanic to a different class and see if it really works and how they could manage that. But I agree with what you said, Mage. I, I feel like they're trying different stuff. Some of it we don't see. Some of it we do. Probably a lot more that we don't see that they try out. But... Also, if they if they do that too often or do it too much, then it would just feel like everything is the same. And even when we've had that in, you know, neutral cards, especially where there's like a really powerful neutral card or a couple neutral cards, then all of a sudden all the decks start to feel the same. And it's like, oh, OK, well, if you're just looking for wins, then just play those couple neutral cards, which with whatever class because it doesn't matter you know or whatever class does the best with those and that kind of defeats the purpose of having the different class identities and or even just making things feel different so exactly yep i agree it's cool to see them looking and being so open about this too so okay well that was news big chunk of news obviously with a nerf that came in after just like seconds after we got done recording. <laughs> uh, not oh, really, close. but but pretty close. So um, let us move on and talk new cards. We got revealed um, even between the start of us recording to right now, we have another new card. So that's very, very exciting during reveal season to see what is coming up next so yes but should... before we get to new cards oh yes that's we right just want yes. to remind everybody that we have our stormwind bundle available for giveaway it is on our twitter at dr 3hs and we'll link that or plug it again at the end of the show but We've had a lot of people commenting and checking that out. So thank you for everybody that's been doing that. Um, Also, I'm going to say thank you for the people saying thank you. I know it kind of sounds weird, but like I saw a lot of people saying like, thank you for the chance and things like that, you know, among a lot of the giveaways. So I think that's a really cool thing. So it is. It is very cool. We've got got a lot of new followers on the Dr. Three account. So um, if you're new to us, welcome. And thank you. We appreciate you uh, stopping by and listening. So hopefully you'll find a new podcast that you like to listen to um, because of your chance to win 60 card 60 card packs. So thank you, yeah. Dragon Rider. I appreciate it. I was hopping over that because I'm just so excited about <laughs> new cards. <laughs> it's just one last thing, though. Remember, the giveaway is this Friday, Correct. the 23rd. So get your get. Do the like, do the follow, do the reply, all that, and all that you need to do. The reply is the keyword from last week's episode, which was Anduin. You just have to put Anduin in the reply. I know there's, 
If you go and look at the replies, they like, all say Anduin King of so Stormwind. You could have figured it out. It, yeah. the, 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 the one is it's Anduin, comma, King of Stormwind. That's the most common reply. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they may have yeah. tuned into the end of the episode, exactly. gotten that that was because I did kind of say it like that was the key word, but it was it's literally just Anduin, the first. But name Anduin, of, uh, King of Anduin. Stormwind, is also a, uh, is, is an acceptable that, answer. So yes, yes. That is definitely an, <laughs> an answer and so yes that is uh that's coming this this friday so make sure you get uh do do it and get entered before friday we want to thank blizzard for giving us the, the the giveaway so that we could give it away to you all and uh best of luck to all of you that are already entered and will enter before the giveaway is done and I'm Thanks. sure whoever wins that will hopefully open some of these new cards. Daring. Yay. Take it away. Yes. <laughs> okay. New cards. All right. So we'll start off. We'll just go down alphabetically. Or, well, no, not alphabetically, because I was just looking at them. Um, we'll go by classes, how they're arranged on the Play Hearthstone site right at this very second. <laughs> so first up, we have Sheldrust Moon Tree is a Druid legendary. I just refreshed it. Now Warlock's on top. <laughs> yes, because they have the recent most recent card, card yep. review. Or reveal, well, 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 we'll do Sheldris first. Um, yeah. He is an 8-mana 5-5. Five, five, no minion type. Um, Battle Cry. The next three spells you draw are cast when drawn. Huh. I... That is a interesting effect. Um... Uh, that is something that could be very good. Like if the next three card spells you draw are survival of the fittest, survival of the fittest. <laughs> um, so like it's uh really interesting. I don't know. Uh, that's the first thing I think of. But like, imagine pulling Glowfy Storm off of that, or something. Another board building tool, or fungal fortunes or something like that like something that like potentially has a lot of upside so i don't have any clue whatsoever what is going to go into a deck like this but this is a very cool ability like this is like one of the more unique ones i've seen in a while so like this is super cool i i'm excited to see what people do with this card so what do you guys think of uh, Mr. Moon Tree? Yeah, I kind of like it. I'm really intrigued. I I agree with you. This is definitely a really unique one. And I think it's it's almost a different take on like how you have to think about spells. Kind of like when when we've seen effects in Warlock, like okay, the instead of it costing mana, it costs health. Well, this is just a a different variation of that, I feel like. You have to think about spells differently. Um, well, if it ca- if it's something like cast a buff, like the next one we're going to talk about, cast a buff on a minion, it just says a minion, so that could target your opponent's minions when that's casted when drawn. <laughs> so it also could affect how you deck build, too, and, and just the whole way you think about what spells you're playing or including in your deck and it feels like there could be a lot of possibilities. And I think that's what's really cool about this. I'm not sure what's going to come of it. You know, maybe there's a 
some really crazy card in this new set that really benefits from it. Um, I'm just not sure if people want to play it yet. I don't know. I'm not like seeing the deck yet, but I definitely feel like this is one that people are going to play test and figure out some crazy combo with. So immediately the first card that actually came to mind when I saw this card was the the archivist that we saw before that automatically at the end of the turn played a spell from your deck. And so cards that don't have a targeting effect end up being a lot more interesting in that. So survival of the fittest ends up being really good. I was thinking for eight mana that gets a little rough with regards to, you know, card drawing the turn you play this, but on 10 mana, you could do potentially a uh, guess the weight and and have two cards drawn potentially and get and do and do something like that. I think this is a little bit easier to kill than the archivist. The archivist was a four seven. This is a five five. And um, I feel like it's definitely got a soft taunt kind of on it because I think you're you're worried about what that's going to do with the cast when drawn effect occurs. But I agree, this is a really interesting card. It, it, it really asks you to think about how you're building your deck and, and what tools that you include. But I could definitely see, I wonder, I wonder if, um, I wonder if this ends up being a little like a, like the, the summoner where you had just like real specific high value spells that you include and then and then you figure out a way to to leverage this and and a little bit of card draw to basically not have to pay to to cast those spells. I, I feel like survival of the fittest definitely is a spell that goes in here. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a question of what other things do you put in there? What other high value spells uh, might you be including with this? But I, I like the card. I think it's really interesting, and I think it's I think it it. It seems really challenging from a deck building standpoint to to leverage this card. So well. the card you're thinking of, spiteful summoner. Well, and yeah, the, spiteful and summoner I don't remember the cobalt archivist. The, is it grand archivist? Was that the one? I don't remember. I can picture the four, it. Seven for eight mana that yep. would cast a spell, uh, a random spell from your deck, and then you were playing like, I think it was like Luna's Pocket Galaxy. You were playing. You were playing. Uh, it was in like um, Big Priest at that point in time, so you're casting yeah, like you were, Spirit Stone or um, like uh, the Mind Control yeah. was potentially in there. I, I mean, Freed yeah. from Amber, Freed from Amber was the big one. Yeah, there you go. yeah. Okay, so Dragon Rider, you want to tell us about the other Druid card we had? Seems right up your alley. Yes. And I'm going to shout out Brookworm because she got to do the card reveal for this. It was super cute. Uh, but yeah, this is a, another mount. We've talked about uh, the couple that we've seen already, but this one is Kodo Mount. Again, a druid spell for mana. Give a minion plus four, plus two, and rush. When it dies, summon a Kodo. I kind of like it. I I think it's fine. Like, there's not really, it feels like a lot going on in Druid at four mana right now. I mean, Overgrowth. Um, a lot of the decks kind of just want to play Overgrowth on four or just 
completely skip over for anyways. So we'll see, but maybe maybe in some decks this can be good. This um gets some sort of value. I don't know. It's I'm really going to be interested to see what else comes out with the rest of this set to see if this is used because I think based on that and even looking at the legendary maybe this one really doesn't see a lot of play but I think it's fine. Yeah, it seems so it, it seems okay. I think I think the We've seen four mana do like three damage and summon a minion. So this is kind of on par with that. Uh, it gives whatever you put this on rush, which is definitely interesting. So this is basically, uh, you know, plus four and then an additional plus four attack when with rush or with rush associated with it. So it ends up being potentially really good it's just a question of our the deck the decks that we're running with druid right now seem to be built on like glowfly swarm and and arbor up and that and so it, it feels like it's going to be needing a more minion focused sort of uh druid deck in order for this to be to be quite good but so i don't know if that's going to be a thing or not but but right now i'm struggling to see where where this would make sense yeah i i it seems fine it just doesn't seem to do enough <laughs> to want to make me put it in a druid deck is kind of where i'm at and like dragon rider said i'm interested to see what else comes out with it and just because it might not be great right now this does have potential to be very good um in the right circumstances so we'll uh we'll keep looking to this one so Maybe next year after some of the current Druid cards rotate yes. out. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if if you suddenly don't have access to things like Bog Beam and uh, Lunar Eclipse, I think those would both be gone. Those would both mm -hmm. be with last year, right? Correct. If I remember right. Yes. This suddenly gets to be a lot more interesting because you've got, you know, removal right right there and you just have to have a minion that you can put put this on to start start that chain okay mage you want to get us into priest what we've seen in priest so far okay let's let's uh talk about the uh one mana spell that was introduced by Blister Guy. It is Call of the Grave. It is a shadow spell, so you can include it in your Dark Bishop Benedictus deck. It says, discover a Death Rattle minion. If you have enough mana to play it, trigger its Death Rattle. This is really weird, but mm -hmm. kind of cool, I have yeah. to say, because... Yeah, so it's more more generation. Yay, we love that. Uh, but it's it's a more. I, I think it's a, I think it's actually more interesting because you're discovering a minion rather than a spell, and it feels like a lot of the the generation um, out in in priest is is actually spell based. Um, it then kind of lends itself to death rattle synergies and things like that. Um, 
You know, you don't necessarily have to run Death Rattles in your deck in order for you to use this card, but I think it's obviously, it might be better in that instance. I don't know what to think about this. This is, um, Priest has had on-again, off-again Death Rattle synergies, and I don't know that they've been particularly great, or am I am I wrong? Um. I mean, when you had convincing infiltrator, <laughs> your death rattle synergies were pretty, uh, pretty on point. Your cartoot defenders, yeah. so all the things that got rotated out, you know, in in this new year. So, um, my thought on this would be that it is a very interesting tool. I think it'll definitely get played. It's a one cost spell that gives you a minion which Priest is pretty okay with generating minions from their hand. And if you, by chance, have the enough mana to play it, like if you're playing it later on, you get essentially an extra effect just for doing it. Because if I'm reading that right, you don't pay the mana to do it. You just Do you have the mana available to do it? The death rattle goes off, and then you get to play the minion. So, like... You get to double dip on the the death rattle effect, and that's how I interpreted that card. So it seems interesting. I don't know what the death rattle pool looks like for priest, though. That's the thing. I was so so actually, Blister guy made an infographic that he included as part of the tweet thread that actually goes through and shows what some of the uh, what a, what some of the death rattle options are. And, you know, there's a, yeah, there's, it's almost entirely neutral stuff. There are, there is a couple priest specific ones like the prime is in here and light shower elemental, which I definitely now don't want to even think about with regards to this spell, but there, there's some, there's some interesting ones in here that, uh, that, that might be might be worth trying out this yeah i I, this pool is a lot better than i'd given it credit for because early on like you know uh getting uh nerubian unwrap you know a nerubian or an extra card you know there's a bunch of card draw there's um healing on turn three uh, you can deal five damage to yourself on turn four. <laughs> you have four mana. Deal five damage to yourself right up your alley. Um, but you know, like Alar and the and the uh, you know, uh, I can't read them, but yeah, I I know what these cards do. So there's a lot of good neutral death rattles, especially later on. So this card, I feel like, has there's, a lot of potential. Yeah, some... Like especially that um. That beast there too that silences all minions like that could be real clutch too. So like I'm I I'm now that I'm looking at this I'm actually kind of impressed with what that can do. So yes, there there is some there is some like if you have a fair amount of mana that you could you could actually discover yourself. A, a pretty big minion and get the death rattle minion on the board immediately without even playing the death rattle minion. So, uh, you know, you're, you're going to start at about like five mana for that. But, uh, but yeah, if you had six mana, you play this, you get the, the five mana one, one that gives you the five, eight, like the ta- five, seven, five, ta- eight, taunt, yeah, yeah. five, eight taunt. And g- guess yeah, what? With palm reading, you can make this cost card cost zero 
And that scrapyard cost is looking a hell of a lot better on turn 10. <laughs> it's like, oh. uh, can I get two 7-7s seven and one of them generate an additional 7-7 seven seven that goes into my Nizoth pool? It takes away from the, the elemental, the light shower elemental, but uh, that's, that may be better. So, All right. Well, let me just say, I feel like... It is going to be very tough for me to find a card in this set that I like more than this one. This is, yeah, the mage is making a like very surprised face. I, I'm not even normally a priest player, but I freaking love this card. Okay, there's a couple reasons why. First of all, it reminds me of Play Dead. And I used to love like Death Rattle Hunter. So so that type of effect, I'm like, ooh, okay. I'm coming up with ideas already. Um, to me, because you have to think about, do I want the Death Rattle minion effect this turn? It might influence what you pick. Like, okay, you're probably playing this earlier in the turn so that you have the most mana. But you can change your choice. Like maybe... The discover options you get, you got something big, but maybe you have something small that works with another effect you want. So maybe you don't spend all your mana and get a big thing. Maybe you just get like a, a smaller death rattle minion. Or maybe you don't have the mana to play the big thing, but you still want it. So you take it anyways and just don't get the extra effect. Like there's so many different ways you can kind of manipulate your choice. And I really, really like that. It's almost like... Uh, the kind of thought process that they used with like Zephyrus or some of these other effects. And I really like that because I think that's going to give players a lot of choice and really a lot of depth to what, how they play their turns with this card. And also I'm just looking at uh shadowed spirit, which is the uh, three mana four three guy that the death rattle deals three to the enemy hero. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and I want to play Shadow Priest and shoot a bunch of like three damage at my opponent's face. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> so I want to do that a bunch. Uh, but I don't know. I love this card. I think it's super cool. And I can't wait to see like some different different stuff that comes out of it. I'm excited. I, I think you bring up a very good point that you don't necessarily have to trigger that death rattle immediately for you to find value from this card. I mean, if you, you, you could just want Talon so that you can find your Nazoth or something, say, or maybe you just need a fishy flyer to make sure you don't die. And, you know, in the next two or three turns so that you have the opportunity to stabilize or something, something like that in the early game. And, and so there's, there's definitely a lot of different options there uh, that you could potentially leverage. So I'm noticing that there's a large selection of different cost minions here that you could select from, which might be useful if you're playing the next card. Uh, it is a one mana. It is a quest. It is seek guidance. The first quest line is play a two three and a four cost card it's not minion not spell card discover a card from your deck is your reward second goes to discover the void shard which is play a five and a six cost card Re uh, reward discover a card from your deck 
And the final quest line is play a seven and an eight cost card. Reward Zyrella the Sanctified. Zyrella the Sanctified is a five mana seven seven. Taunt. Battle cry shuffled the purified shard into your deck. Purified shard, ten mana spell, destroy the enemy hero. <laughs> Uh, this, this is my card. This is, this is the card I'm looking forward to. Like, I don't think anything could beat that. I don't care if it's amazing or not. Like, the fact that there's a, there's going to be a 10 mana card where I don't have to empty my deck. I don't have to meet any other quick conditions other than, do I have 10 mana? Does this spell go off? My opponent's face blows up. So, like, I, I'm, very, very interested in this. I am um, not entirely sure that it's going to be um, ultra viable, but I think people will be able to play this. It just seems it seems fun, especially uh, at the end of uh, each quest line. You get to discover a card from your deck. So you can potentially pull out the missing like if you play the two three four cost cards and you have a six cost card in your hand you and you discover a five cost so there all of a sudden you bridge that gap you could potentially discover the seven or eight cost off of the second reward and there's still things in the deck like um the shadow the shadow thoughts that are the shadow card that lets you discover a uh spell from your deck Drive in the shadows. Drive in the shadows, yes. So there, you, there's ways to discover it and pull it out of your deck even after you've played Zarella. And it's a 5-5, five, five, it's a 5-mana 7-7 seven, seven taunt, which is not bad at all. So might not be enough that late in the game, but like it's, it's certainly, it's certainly interesting and it is literally does it matter how much armor you have? We've not seen this since uh Cthune, Mechathune. I a just like a you're dead. Like doesn't matter. You could have a million life, you could have a million ice blocks. <laughs> the only thing that beats that is a counter spell. So Yeah. Crazy. What do you guys what do you guys think of this? Uh <laughs> looks like dead eyes <laughs> for both of you. <laughs> So this feels incredibly slow. Um, you're talking like yeah. I don't think it's quite Cthune level slow. No, Cthune the Shattered, but it's it's you're you're going to it's going to take you probably at a minimum turn twelve, turn thirteen, probably closer to fifteen to twenty turns into the game. Free to actually be able to pull all of this off, um, which is good, right? Because it, the, the, yeah, the fact should not be, the, be quick. I want to play. Yeah, I don't want to play a single card and just win the game on the spot and have that happen like consistently on turn ten. That would that would suck. But um, it requires deck building again. You need to make sure that you're 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 including cards at each of these mana costs and you need some redundancy there too, in case you need to use stuff out of order or you're trying to, you know, draw and that sort of thing. So um, 
Yeah, I don't know how viable that is. It seems very flashy because of obviously the purified shard. I think it's great that the Zarella the Sanctified has taunt. You're probably going to need it at that stage of the game. And uh but but I it's interesting enough that I think people are going to want to play it. And I, you know, I don't know specifically if I'm one of those people, but I definitely can understand where the appeal would be to this. And I don't feel like, I feel like what it's asking is kind of like Rin, the first disciple uh, in so far as it's asking a lot of you to get to the point where you can play the, I win card. And if you're able to do all those things, then I guess you deserve to win at that point. It's just sort of, that's the, that's the thing that happens. I, I like the fact that it's not like Mechathune insofar as, like, I can potentially... The thing I didn't like about Mechathune is I don't have... There wasn't a lot that I could do to try and alter the game plan of the opponent when they were playing Mechathune. All they were trying to do was, I'm going to draw as fast as I can through my deck as quickly as possible, and then I just need to find the Mechathune and, like, probably one card... And if I get those two cards, um, that's all that mattered. And I feel like this has a little more counterplay to it from the opponent's standpoint. And so I, I like that as well. Yep. I think there's a couple things that you can do as an opponent to kind of try to mess with the priest trying to complete this. I mean, I'm thinking the like cult neophytes to change the cost of their car. Like, well, it'd be the spells, but, you know, kind of mess up what they're trying to do a little bit. Um, the watch post that increases the cost of the cards they draw, that can kind of mess with it. Um, I've seen a little bit of talk of, like, once they get the Zyrella in their hand, you can mutinous and potentially get rid of that, and then the, that's out anyways. <laughs> like, they definitely can't do more. Um, but yeah, there's... It's very, very powerful if you can do all of the things to get there. And I think that's, like, that's how it should be. If you have to go through all of that and and live and get to that point, then you're going to get rewarded for doing all of that, like Mage said. I'm not sure how viable it's going to be, though. I, I completely agree with you. I think... Priest is still probably going to struggle against all of like the aggro decks, the beatdowns, all of those that are just like end the game quick before they can really even complete the the quest line section, you know, parts of it. Um, we'll see. It's it's also going to depend on how good some of the spells at those. Well, not even spells. I keep thinking spells, but like Darian said, it's cards. So maybe Priest has to put in more minions to make up for some of those costs to be able to play those. And again, there's this whole like deck building thing. So I'm not sure. I think it's very powerful, but I don't see it being like this. Oh, they're playing the quest. Now it's like this end all be all deck. So yeah, I'm I really interested to see where it's going to be. I feel like, in all honesty, having played a lot of Control Priest, you can literally just slot this in your deck and probably just find everything you need to complete the quest. 
really, which because right now the the only cards you're not running generally seven and eight cost cards, but you can generally find them off of things like uh, Renew. You can find them off of Sethic Veil Weavers, and it's just uh, uh, and uh, Palm Reading. So there's and Dragon or uh, Draconic Studies. So there's a lot of stuff that's already there that you were gonna play anyways that isn't necessarily like yeah i can i can throw this in and i can try and do this but like this all that does for priest doesn't really change probably what it wants to do against aggro type matchups like against your face hunters or your rush warriors your death rattle demon hunters probably doesn't change what they're trying to do there but it does give them the 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 silver bullet against the control matchups like Warrior can't beat that. Like, there is nothing Warrior can do except for, like, getting, like, three Rattlegores, <laughs> you know what I mean, against against that. So there's not a lot Warrior can do. Like, Warlock, you could probably play around it a little bit here and there, depending. But, so, like, I think it's interesting. I think it's a super fun. I agree with both of you. I don't think it's going to be, like, a meta breaker. I just think it's super cool and like fun. I like I like the flash. I think it's very interesting, especially considering they just nerfed control priest, right? So like it's not going to be anywhere as easy as it possibly could have been if it had come out last week. If, I think it can't be understated just how important those rewards are along yeah. the way. I, I feel I, I feel like it literally the second and third parts of the quest require you to play two cards and you have the ability to discover as a reward for the previous step. So you can potentially get 50% of the next quest done just by getting a good discover from the previous reward. So I, it, it doesn't, well, while it feels like it's a lot asking a lot, there are some tools along the way to help you to do this. So I don't think that I, I like this is doable. Yeah. Oh yeah, for and, sure. And I think, and I think you want, and, and I, and I, it, it's just a question of, you know, what does the deck look like and, and how, how well is it situated? But I do agree that this feels like a really good uh, control priest option or, you know, to build a control priest deck around and be able to take out uh, a lot of, a lot of any or any other control decks that might be uh, popping up during the during the meta. Okay, Dragon Rider, you want to take the next card? I sure do. Rats of extraordinary size. Oh my gosh, this is a hunter epic spell. Six mana, summon seven one one rats. Any that can't fit on the battlefield, go to your hand with plus four plus four. Okay, just like the the idea of a bunch of rats like being dumped out onto the board and then spilling into your hand is just disgusting. And I love that imagery. <laughs> but this is a really interesting card. I like that it's a spell. Uh it can work with some other things that Hunter already has. It's kind of interesting. I I'm not sure the the battlefield filling up the battlefield is going to be interesting i think uh that's the part i'm unsure about is like how do you build a deck or use this in a way to try to get 
a bunch of four fours in your hand or do you just play it to get some one ones on the board and not care about your hand like there's going to be a kind of give and take thing but i don't know they'd be five fives they'd be one ones yes, plus five well, fives, fours, yes. so they'd be five fives yeah. sorry yes and presumably they'd be one mana five fives that's how i interpret it i that, believe so yeah yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, the question is, is like, when do you play this card, right? And how many, uh, you know, you presumably are going to want to be able to get a couple of five, five rats into your hand, maybe then trade off a minion or two and then put some five, some one mana five fives on the board that same turn. Um, see, it seems interesting. It seems really, really interesting. Yeah, I don't know what hunter deck this goes into, but I am also intrigued by it. It's a Lock cool effect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is a six mana spell in hunter that does something quite slow. So, I mean, to be fair, they don't have rush. They don't have anything. So, like. The only time you want to play this is when you have what a somewhat full board because six, you know, like seven one ones for six isn't good. <laughs> like, you know, you have the expendable performers in Demon Hunter, and those have rush, and then spawn another another wave of uh, performers if they all die. So, like, I, I, yeah, That's yeah. That's funny. I thought that was in Mage because that's where I saw Yeah, that exactly. Yes, that's a Deck Lunacy Mage card. Excuse me. My bad. Yes, yes, Anyways, right. but yeah, so um, it's interesting. I like the design on it. I just don't know where it goes, but that doesn't mean anything right now. This card feels like it would work really well with, um, with, with, with Animated Broomstick. Being able to then give your opportunity to move some of the, you know, have two or three minions, maybe more on the board, play this, play, and then trade off one or one or two minions, play some five fives and an animated broomstick. And if you're doing all of that, that feels like a big ask, but that could be a big play. Okay, so next up, Mage, what do we have? Uh, we have the five mana hunter legendary, the Rat King. Five mana, five five beast with rush, death rattle, go dormant, revive after five friendly minions die. So it's on the board for the rest of the game then at that point. And it's, it's interesting with with a card like rats of extraordinary size, you, you could potentially get this thing back up fairly quickly. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I think about this. I, a five minute five, five with rush seems okay. And the fact that it'll come back after five, after minions die is not really much of an ask with regards to, uh, you know, reviving it. And then it'll have rush again, so it has immediate board impact. So I actually think this is a, a pretty solid card. I just I'm not sure what the deck looks like necessarily. It feels like you want to leverage a lot, 
a bunch of smaller minions. Um, but this isn't like a real slow card. This has rush. This can affect the, the board the turn it comes down. And then it's just sort of how quickly can you get it back up? And and Hunter feels like a class that could probably get it back up pretty quickly. So um, I think it could be okay. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, the, uh, what is it, Sherzad, the corpse flower from Rogue, where it goes dormant and then hit an effect, and then, bam, it's it's back on the board. So Yeah, I think you had to play four cards in, in a, a turn, turn yeah. to get it to pop back I up. believe that's right, which is obviously something Rogue could do then and can do now. It's not really a, a big ass, so it makes sense. This is interesting. I like it. Um, again, I, I think you probably have to build a deck towards this. I'm just thinking because generally right now the the what we're seeing hunter deck, and I have a hard time envisioning what comes next. But what, like it, obviously this isn't a face hunter card. Um, but there is still jewel of Nazoth hunter, that death rattle hunter that that's still going around. Um, so there is potential for this. Sorry. Couldn't help myself yawning. Um, this could this could be okay in a death round. Yeah, exactly. I, I could definitely see that, and uh, I, I think this is infinitely better than Shurzan. Yeah, the, the the corpse flower because it has an immediate board impact with the mm-hmm. rush and the fact that uh, you know it's it's a passive revive. Insofar as minions, whether you kill them or your opponent kills them, it it's presumably ticking it back so that you get this card back. Whereas you had to actively play four cards in a turn exactly. in order to get the corpse flower back. And the stats weren't that great either. Necessarily. I think the other one was a 5-3, wasn't it? The three, four, no, it was a 5. No, you're say? thinking of... That was Vile Spine Slayer. That's the 3-4. No, that... No, it, I thought Shurzan was like a three or four mana it's, card that was a three. Four. No, it's 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 a five three. I'm willing to put money on it. That is a five three. So I'm gonna take that bet because I don't think that's the case. <laughs> Let me find it. Okay, let's see. What do you think of the Rat King? Well, uh, Dragon. I Rider? think it's funny that you both mention Rogue because I feel like that's where we're gonna see this being played. <laughs> Is when it comes off of Jandis and Rogue, and not actually being played in Hunter. Um, uh, uh, okay, I'm looking at the Court Flower right now, and um, it is definitely a five-three. Boom. <laughs> it's four, four, yeah. four mana. Yeah, I didn't remember the cost, but I definitely knew it was a five-three. I have a little PTSD on that one. <laughs> but yeah, that's. I don't know. I don't... It seems great. You think this is a rogue card? <laughs> yeah. Like, when you get it off Jandis. I don't... It I is a five drop. Know. Yeah, that, yeah, this is a... This is yeah, a that's really good Jandis card. Exactly, yeah. This is fantastic to pull from Jandis. Like, I'll take that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it in Hunter. Maybe it works in a death rattle thing, but the death rattle stuff is not... In terms of competitive or like that we're going to see on higher ladder, it's just not there right now. Maybe there's something else that comes with the set that helps this a little bit, but 
it's just kind of okay to me right now. I, it's not super great. That's how I feel. Okay, so let's move into Warlock. Um, and the first card we have in Warlock is a Touch of uh, Nathrism? I, I don't know how to pronounce Touch of the Nathrism. Na Touch of the Nathrism. Okay. I like this card a lot. It is a one mana shadow spell. Deal two damage to a minion. If it dies, restore four health to your hero. This feels like something Control Hunter or Control Warlock was lacking. Like, it was lacking removal early on and it's lacking healing. Like, not... It was able to heal, but, like, this extends what they can heal. And guess what? That's a shadow spell. <laughs> so it goes real good with Tamsin. Um, so, like, I like this card a lot and what it how it extends warlock because i feel like this is could even be played in your um in a zoo warlock right this controls the board early on it can restore health which is good because you're playing um uh corpse giant or flesh giants and that's another heal on your turn so like i think this card is just a very solid warlock card that does something it's kind of been lacking this is a fantastic support card for the Demon Seed quest line. I I, I I don't know how you don't run this card in the Demon in your Demon Seed quest line deck. This is just a fantastic card. It is a great tool to, as you said, control control the board. It gives you healing and uh, you know discounts giants, all that sort of stuff. And so this is this is. Arguably the best card that we've seen so far in this set. Just because of what it's capable of doing and how it's capable of supporting other cards that we've seen. Uh, you're not going to get an argument from me on that one. So, Dragon Rider, what do you think of it? Yeah, this is a really solid tool. It's definitely fantastic, like you said. I'm Maybe if Zoo gets played, it does get played in there a little bit. It, probably only with the Flesh Giants, like you said. Um... Sue has kind of fallen off for a while now. I'm I'm kind of glad at the way they worded this. I like that it's just deal two damage, and then if it dies, restore that amount of health, and it's not specifically lifesteal um, because of the minion that now I can't think of the name of. The one, the demon thing that's being run in OTK Demon Hunter. Morg Artif. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because otherwise that would get a ton of healing and that brings me back to like the days where <laughs> warlock would heal for like 16 off of one spell and ridiculousness and it's like no we don't need that again so i do like the way that this is worded because they think it's like you know how much healing you're gonna get you could if you get spell damage or something you could change the the damage that you're doing but it doesn't affect the healing but it's really predictable and there's none of the like you know, we're seeing this effect now in a lot of these cards where there's no, like, deal one to three damage or anything. It's just deal two. So, yeah, fantastic solid card. Okay, let's, uh, Dragon Rider, you want to give us our final card of the evening that literally came out while we were started recording this? 
Yes. That is another warlock spell. Four mana. It's a fell spell called Demonic Assault. Deal three damage. Summon two, one, three void walkers with taunt. So you're paying four mana. You deal three damage and you get two void walkers. Seems pretty good. I like it. It's direct damage. You can put wherever you want. So you can send it to their face. You can put it on a minion. If you really need to take some damage, I suppose you could point it at your own face. Um, like, if you really need to work on your quest or something, uh, you could, and then just put some taunts out. But uh, this, again, seems pretty solid. Like, it seems like Warlock so far is getting some pretty decent cards. It dealing three damage for four mana seems to be kind of the, the going rate. You're getting two six worth of taunt stats on the board uh, with it. That that to me seems actually quite, quite solid. I mean, I think there are other other instances where, you know, getting a single three three or something might have been better, like we've seen with like Hunter having a, a similar similar spell like this. But I think, you know, again, this feels like a really solid tool to kind of uh, allow you to either, you know, play your Demon Seed quest or play uh, Soul Fragments or, you know, you could you pretty much slot it in uh, wherever uh, you, you know, whatever type of Warlock deck that you're playing. I don't think it's a zoo card necessarily, but... Even that isn't necessarily wrong because you're, you know, you're developing a bunch of stats with with taunt, and you're removing uh, a minion, potentially a minion from the other side of the board. So there's, so there, there's a, a definitely a di couple different applications that you could use this card on, and it it's not flashy. I think it's just going to be a solid card that is worth considering putting in in your in your warlock decks. I think that's that might be the best way to sum it up. Honestly, it's a solid Warlock card that you would consider putting in your deck. Like, I could not say it better, so I'm not going to. That's exactly how I feel about that. That is really a good sentiment. It it just feels like it pays does something yeah, it's, that's really solid. It's not flashy. It just does that, and that's enough. So I'm interested to see what happens with that card, so... It's it's not auto include. It's not. A, I don't think it's as good as like Touch of the Nathrazim, but it's it's a solid enough card that it's like if I'm looking for something uh, for a removal card, if I'm looking something um, for like a mid game option, this this is something that 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 is worth considering. Yep, I agree. Okay. Well, that is all the cards we had revealed um, from today. So let us give our listeners today's poll question. All right. So the poll question for this week, we've now seen three different quest lines, the mage, the warlock, the priest ones. And we'd like to know from you, which class quest line are you most interested in trying out of the ones that we've seen so far. Are you interested in playing the mage quest line, Sorcerer's Gambit? 
Are you looking to play the Warlock quest line, the Demon Seed? Or are you really excited about the new Priest quest line, Seek Guidance? Vote. Tell us which one of these quest lines you are looking forward to or most interested in in playing, and we will talk about those results on next week's show. Also, as a final reminder that we are United in Stormwind contest giveaway for the standard bundle um, with the uh, keyword being Anduin or Anduin King of Stormwind, however you prefer, as long as Anduin's in it, we're cool. Um, the contest ends on this Friday, the 23rd. Um, I will, we'll, we'll go ahead and pick a winner and we'll, we'll notify them via uh, DM. So just, uh, you still have time. And if you want to enter, please, we encourage you to do thank you to everyone who has. And if there's anyone new listening again, welcome. And thank you for joining us. Um, and the show you can find the show, um, if you're new, you knew this, on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can also email us at Dr3HS. The top pin tweet on our Twitter will take you to our Discord. Um, and then you can follow um, me on Twitter dar- at DaringAlkaline. And I am also streaming on Twitch at DaringAlkaline. Twitch.tv forward slash DaringAlkaline. Um I just got a capture card, which I did not like the output on, so I immediately bought a better one, and I'm sending the new one back, um, because I want to be able to actually get 4K out of it, so, um, yep, so I'll be uh, playing more Sekiro, um, because that's what I've been working on, and then I don't know where I'm going from there, but that's what I'll be streaming for the next couple weeks at least, so, Dragon Rider, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DonnieDK. That's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. Find me uh, putting out some more content. And I also have a Stormwind bundle giveaway in the video that I talked about, uh, the patch notes. So you can find that on my YouTube as well if you want another entry uh, to give you know get more giveaway entries going. Uh, and my YouTube, you can find me at uh, DragonRiderDK. And also streaming... Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time over at twitch.tv slash DK, And hopefully now after today, everything should kind of have a general same theme going on when you look at my graphics and stuff. I've actually kind of working on a, a brand and theme, so it should all look the same. You can hopefully figure out that that's me. <laughs> awesome. And Mage, where can we find you? Take us home. Yes, so you can find me on Twitter. I am at MajorDeath. Um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can find me on Twitch. I am at twitch.tv slash MajorDeath. We have a special night before the expansion preview stream like I've done ever since Wrath of the Lich King. I've been doing a lot of those, and I've secured the awesome Dragon Rider to join me to talk about the uh, cards (laughs) Uh, that we're excited and want to play. So I hope you will join us for that. But uh, I'll, I'll do a reminder next week as well. But yes, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can find me uh, on on Twitch and, and we hang out, we play. And I've been working on different achievements and stuff. And that's been kind of interesting. Awesome. 
Okay, guys, thank you, as always, for tuning in, and you've been listening to Doctor 3. This to be a, uh, a spiritual or a uh, purified shard bomb, so that way that it blows up the enemy hero.